0: Welcome to the second recording Uh the Recovery Podcast, we'll say. Yeah, we'll call it Recovery Podcast, Robin
1: Bob, <laughs>
0: coming at you from the South Mountain in the midst of a storm. Um, Sunday night, it's three minutes to nine, so we're early. Uh, how was your week? Let's get into just uh, how the week went first.
1: Um... Oh, that's an awesome way to start it, because that's what we do now in some of the groups I belong to.
2: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> uh, it's been a good week. I uh, I spent a whole bunch of money I didn't have on tools that I didn't need, mm. uh, but I got a really good price. Yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> deal, <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah. I, uh, you know, so I I picked up a few things that I really, really would like to have, and it's going to help me out and shop somewhat. Well, and you're always out there, like that's, you know. Yeah, and I got a bunch of extra stuff that I I think I have enough stuff now that I could probably have, uh, you know, started a a young fellow up in his own shop for a young gal whatever. Yeah. Uh, You know, for a grand and they'd have saws and all that good stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Kind of fun. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, of course, we've been sicky a little bit here with this cold. Yeah, it's been Uh, floating through the house. Kind of crappy but uh, it's kind of strange that I'm talking about recovery in the first day of detox for a food plan that we're on. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, well, that's
0: another form of recovery. We're recovering totally from what totally disinformation, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: poisonous foods. Again, it's like I've said you know, so many times, You know, it's all about uh, you know seeing something that has a chance of making a, a, a better version of yourself, whether it be health or mentally or... Mm-hmm. Or whatever spiritually, and uh, you know, so we're we're on the hunt again for betterness. Yes, seeking it's very important. I,
0: I find it can become a, a little bit overwhelming though. Like, um and I don't know if it's just like mm. the mind state I'm in, perhaps, but like it can feel like it goes back to the the mountain metaphor. Like you're just at the bottom, and it's like everywhere you look, it's you you, you need. To be better like you need to be better at so many different things at once that it for me I I, I do struggle with that at times where I'm like ah because like um it's it's a yeah it's a level of awareness obviously you have to be mm. aware of it first and that's a wonderful thing but awareness can also just be a kick in the nuts like I was saying to uh Jeanette uh, my wife tonight like uh I'm very tired like I you know we were out late like I, I did a couple of sets this weekend which was fun um, got some good tape, got to hang out with, uh, a really funny comedian I'd never met before. Um, uh, Graham, uh, sorry, where's it? Not Graham. It makes Garrett. It all Gar- uh, Garrett, Garrett Clark, uh, really, really funny Canadian, uh, comedian. So we get to hang out last night, but you know, I'm tired and, and I find that when I'm tired, uh, I'm much more susceptible to, uh, that feeling of just like overwhelm, you know, in terms of like seeking a better version of myself it's yeah. like oh jeez I don't have the energy for it so yeah it's funny like along the the road there's just so many obstacles for I mean anyone right like any kind oh, of recovery normal. but I guess it's also being aware of those like it's you know helps being aware that when I'm tired then uh you know I'm much more susceptible to you know spiraling thoughts of not even just negativity but more pessimism I guess um but, uh, I think that's
1: part of, of you know, the, the, I think we all go through it. It's, it's kind of funny because I did a, I used to do a talk at, at Crosby about um, what's normal. Right. And, and we used to do it with uh, <coughs> putting a line on the board. You know, uh, Eric, Eric Patton, uh, our spiritual uh, guy, actually showed us this years ago. And you put a line on the board, you go from zero, the worst you can feel, up to a hundred, the best you can feel. And in the middle, we'd kind of say normal. Mm. But, you know, and then we would go around and ask all the clients. Like, for instance, uh, you know, what are some of the emotions and feelings and things that you've worked through in your life? And, and you get a, it's funny, it's funny because the the ones that come out first mm. are the negative and the traumatic and, and the hurtful. Mm. And uh, and then it's almost like you have to search for the positive and the mm-hmm. joyous and, and all that kind of stuff. But mm. And we put them all along the line. So, for instance, uh, the very worst you could feel possibly would be suicidal. Mm. Uh, and the very best you could feel would be euphoric. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all these other ones would slot in along that line. And... Eric used to say that you know after he got them all down there, and and this was a lot of dialogue between the clients, which is great, mm-hmm. uh, and you get you get to see a little bit more insight into where you know where where their heads at. Mm-hmm. But once you have them all on the board, there's probably oh I don't know twenty maybe thirty different things on that board like uh, anxiety, fear, uh, joy, anger, uh, uh, you know. Uh, abandonment, all of these things are all on the board and they're slotted in in a pretty good place. The, the, the negative the ones go in very, very quickly mm-hmm. and everybody slots them easily. But when you get up into the, the, the positive side of normal, mm. then, you know, there's a lot of discussion on where these things fit, which I, I love. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. But long long story short, uh, it's that, Every one of those experiences, every one of those feelings, every one of those conditions is normal. It's Mm -hmm. a sliding scale. You're always moving up towards one or towards the other. The thing is, is that you can't exist healthy in in, in any health manner in the lower end of it. Mm. Like you can't exist very long, suicidal, Mm. and you can't... Exists very long in euphoria because you burn out mm. So I mean but you can feel those still feel those two emotions those those strong emotions But every emotion along that line is normal
2: mm.
1: and it, it fit right into what my dad used to say his favorite saying was this too shall pass mm-hmm. and it really is and, and so many people Will act on the emotion that they're in at that time hmm but it's only temporary. Right. You know? Yeah. And some people make some very, very poor choices that mm-hmm. affect the rest of their lives and those around them. Right. So yeah. So I don't know how we got on that, but that's where it no, we went.
0: That's uh yeah, it's me in terms of to you know, feeling tired yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's interesting. Like I it reminded me of um not a bit that I used to have, but I remember I wanted to make it into something and it, initially I'd written it as like a little animated piece where uh it was like way back in the dark ages. And, uh, the priests are coming up with, um, descriptions for mm. heaven and hell. Mm. And so they're, hell is easy. Yeah. It's easy to describe pain, right? Yeah. Hell is fire and there's all these incredible images and they go through it. And then, you know, there's like this one friar on the back. He's like, well, wh- what do we say about heaven? And, uh, everybody's just like, oh yeah, heaven, that's, uh. Uh, well, <clears throat> it would be, uh, all the best food you could possibly eat for eternity. Well, isn't that gluttony? Oh, yeah, that's a sin. Can't have that. Um, sex would be off the table. Uh, you're, you get to spend eternity with your loved ones. Ah, everybody loves their loved ones. And then they were just like, we just won't describe what heaven is. <laughs> it's fine. But it's, um, yeah, we, uh, it's much easier. It's much yeah. easier. It's easier to destroy something than to build it. Yeah absolutely right so it's uh entropy versus evolution i think would be how i would uh
1: describe those two things yeah but i think um, going in those in those down cycles i mean it's it's really important i think in awareness like you say is becoming aware that you're in that is is the first step on okay uh, you know the problem is is that most people will get uh Stuck and focused on that where they're at in the spiral instead of looking at what can I do to move out of it. Mm. So it's a natural state, human condition, whatever you want to call it. You know the old say, uh, "Misery loves company." Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. And uh, so if you can, if you're feeling kind of shitty, and we've had this conversation many times, mm-hmm. if you can get your 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 carcass and get moving yeah. and, and, and do something positive uh, you know, to, to get yourself out of it. Uh, I tell a, a little story in the book when I was working in detox that that uh, you know, this one guy who had, a regular customer we'll call him,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he asked me one time, he said, man, don't you ever get down? I went, Jesus yeah, I get down, sure I do. Hmm. And he said, bullshit, he said, I, I've seen you many times, I've been around you many times, and you're never down. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, uh, have you ever seen me whistling?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: He went, well, yeah. Mm -hmm. I said, when I'm whistling, I'm trying to bring myself out Mm. of that that morose feeling. Mm -hmm. So I whistle something uh, upbeat, uh, I I move quicker, uh, I engage people faster, Mm -hmm. and its action will overcome that, that slide right but it's uh, too many people just uh well there's a there's a love hate relationship with that feeling yeah you know we love we, we 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 love to hate it yeah you know which is it's destructive
2: yeah
0: yeah so any anyway. any cyclic patterns right where you're just trapped it's on a totally hamster
1: a wheel totally pa- but this too shall pass yeah you know if you can if you can if you can have that as a a mantra, a mantra mm That you constantly keep saying that, you know, no matter how you're feeling or what's going on, you know, if you repeat it enough, and you start to believe it, and you see it happen a few times, then you buy into the fact that, I'm feeling shitty right now, but Mm. I know in a little while it'll change. It could get worse. Right. Chances are it'll get better. Right. But you're never going to be stuck unless you choose to be stuck.
0: Yeah. I find my biggest problem is I get I get stuck in the cycle of trying to figure out how to get out of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, even that in itself mm. becomes... So th- there's action involved in it. Like, I, I do yep. act on the... Okay, so what? how do I get out of this situation right now? Well, I should do this. And then I'll do that for a little while, and then either something will um, get me off that course, or I think this... Oh, this other thing I should do. Um, so that's like... I I don't find that I spend too much time just sort of sitting in like, uh, ho hum. Um, but my my problem I think is that um, yeah I just it overstimulates the mind like yeah. I can't yeah. shut off trying to figure out how to get out of
1: my situation. Well, then we get lost in options. Oh my god! You know, that's a hundred percent. Yeah, and 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 the the thing is, and this, this is what I found a lot a lot of clients that I dealt with a lot of clients that. Um, when you when you talk to them and you get into a conversation with them, they're they're bloody brilliant.
2: Mm.
1: I mean their ideas are, are stimulating, the ideas are good mm. but nothing happens of them. Mm. They just they will talk about them mm-hmm. but not do whatever it is. And I think a lot of that is because you get fragmented into all these different ideas of where you need to go and what you got to do and all that stuff mm-hmm. that you don't get started on really much of anything. Mm-hmm. You just go from one thing to the next. It's just a mm-hmm. big circle. Yeah. Instead of start, work on it, mm-hmm. finish it, put it away, feel good about that. Mm-hmm. What's next?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, And that's a hard... It, 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 it's hard to get yourself trained into doing that. Yeah. Because there's nothing more attractive, there's nothing more a siren song than a good idea. Oh. I'm starting to call them hallucinations. All, well, very much so. They I mean in a way they are. Right. They want to lead you astray. It's like a siren song. Yeah. Over here. Yeah, yeah. I've got something way better. Yeah. And then you leave what you know you can do mm-hmm. to chase something that you're not even sure of, but it sounds so good. Mm. You know?
0: Yeah, it's, 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 uh, yeah. But then I was saying to Jeanette too, like then, you know, you don't want to, what's the word, you don't want to like make a villain out of uh, that part of your brain that comes up with ideas. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's still critical. So it's like knowing which ideas to act upon and when, um, which ones maybe are just, uh, you know, uh, I'll put that away and if I have some time in the future, you know, dig into it. But that it takes a certain self discipline. I'll say this uh, just about me because i you know, I'm. Uh, I, I feel like this is part of what this recording is. Is I'm, I'm mining your brain and your <laughs> techniques, not necessarily yeah. for you know yeah. coming at it from an alcoholic standpoint, yeah. but just like the recovery standpoint, you know. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it uh, it it becomes, it becomes a difficult thing. The one thing I'll say about I guess the way I've maybe done it, and I'm hopeful that this is the case. Is that uh, you know, in in completely walking away from what you knew, um, you know you do at least open yourself up to like I'm very aware of my suffering now. I'm I'm seeing my patterns that I I maybe didn't necessarily see on the level that you have to see it to get past it. Does yeah. that make any sense? Yeah. Like back when yeah. I was uh, when I was acting and I was doing lots of stand up comedy, that is just a lot of shiny distractions.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And so you can kind of like trick yourself into a feeling like you're moving forward when in reality and, and to a degree you are externally like, you mm-hmm. know, you're, you're booking gigs and you're making money and you're doing all this stuff. But for a creative person, I'm the one that wants to create the content. That's what, mm. you know what I mean? I'm not a straight-up actor where I, I need somebody else to tell me my lines. I'm a writer as well, right? Yeah. So, But that was always the part that I struggled with, was uh, beginning something and finishing it. And so when you're in this world of distractions and like you book a sitcom or something like that and you start working on it, um, it all of those issues that you have take a back seat <laughs> and don't get worked on, don't get looked at. So... The only yeah. thing I'm hoping, hoping, now in terms of like taking some kind of positivity from the shit I'm going through, is that, yeah, it's all happening right now, and um, you know the the fire of a forge is 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 what's gonna you know strengthen your sword I guess.
1: Oh, so. absolutely. I mean that that's that's what that's what temper steel is. Yeah. The pressure, um, but you know that's an old blacksmith talking here. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but th- I think the big thing with with your, for me. Um, uh, I, I, think recovery is ongoing. It's it's ongoing all the time. We're always. I'm in recovery from a cold. Uh, I'm in I'm in recovery from shitty eating for the, the last seventy years. Um, you know I'm in recovery for you know just. We're always going through. But some there has to be form. different
0: kinds of. There are different forms of recovery, though, right? Well,
1: I think so. I. I, I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I. I think recover the recovery <laughs> formula is is to me hammered in.
0: But I just mean in terms of like the the types of things you're recovering from. Oh, there's so all so many things. Yeah, like what what you know. I guess what you you specialize in is like um, it's almost like um, recovering from your own mis not mistakes but like. Uh, you know, you've gone off track somewhere, mm. right? There's the, there's a the glitch in the matrix. Like there's something inside yeah. you that is forcing you into doing bad behavior that got you to a certain point that everything is just in ruination type thing. But then there's also recovery from, you know, uh, girlfriend breaks up with you. Yeah. Um, you know, so that, that was the, the example that I thought of when I was thinking, like there's different forms of recovery. But even that... You know why did your girlfriend break up with you? Like what? You know what I mean? Like even that could be looked at as you know there there might be something, even if it wasn't your fault. Yeah. You're. St- it's like I was explaining to Jeanette. We were talking about karma, right? Because we throw the word karma around a yeah. lot. Karma is like a tangled ball of, of of like yarn. Do you know what I mean? And it's so, like you can't even begin to sort of. Um, unravel all the different aspects of your karma, like with people yeah. Um. you know, not even just with yourself, so it just becomes like I find any of these pathways that you start going down, especially in terms of like recovery and like what you're recovering from, uh, it just goes on and on and on and on, like it's like an onion with just constant yeah. layers it's well, hard to pinpoint one thing, is sort yeah. of what I'm saying
1: I, well, there's there's many causes to, to to many things I I read a line one time in a I forget who wrote it it was a a fantasy or science I forget even the genre now but I read it and it went hello and it went something like this that uh, acceptance is more important than understanding and it hit me like I I Mm. went holy shit that's that's really deep and profound Mm. when you think about it and working with families a lot uh, I found that uh, a lot of family members wanted to know why, yeah. what I did, what I could have done differently, yeah. you know, and, and they're caught in that loop, mm. and, and they can't move away from that loop because they've got to know why. Yeah. And then uh, working with a few of them, and, and I remember uh, uh, one couple, one, one woman in particular came to our group for, oh gosh, six months, even after her, her, uh, her child had left treatment. And then one day, she, she just yelled right out in the middle of the group, I, I, get, I get it. Mm-hmm. I am not responsible for him. Mm-hmm. So she accepted the fact that she wasn't responsible. She didn't have to understand everything that went into it. She just had to accept the condition. Mm-hmm. I think when you can accept the condition, then, okay, I got it. Move on. Mm-hmm. Because if you're trying to the, the why the why question will paralyze you. It it sucks you down. Mm. It it's like, oh my god, you know, why am I a horrible human being, or why am I this way, or why mm-hmm. am I that? Oh way? yeah, I've
0: suffered from that so, question well, for sure. I think everyone has. I think everybody does.
1: But I think the fact of the matter is, is if you can go, oh, why am I a horrible human being? Well, I did this and I did that. Okay, don't do that again. Mm-hmm. If if you can identify. Not so much the reason why, but just say, yeah, okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You can't move forward looking over your shoulder. It's a very dangerous thing to do. Right. You know, that's why, I mean, I love, another bumper sticker for you. Another. It, it's like why your windshield is so big and your rearview mirror is so small. Mm. You only need to yeah. glance back in the rearview mirror. Oh, that's cool. You know, mm-hmm. everything's in front of you. Mm-hmm. But if you're driving a car and looking over your shoulder, bad mm-hmm. things are going to happen.
2: Yeah, yeah, oh, I like that. That's good. <clears throat> I got yeah. a million of them. Stay tuned. I got a million. <laughs> of them. Yeah, no, oh, that's a good one.
0: So, was there something else you wanted you wanted to talk about? I think that oh, you got
1: uh, well, you, I, a note from um, a person who's reading your book. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, uh, it's it's one of my my my. Uh, your regulars. Oh man, he's 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 super super cool dude. Yeah, he's. Uh, He's originally from, from Scotland and uh, is working in, uh, as an engineer here in Canada somewhere. I'm not even sure where. Yeah. But uh, he, uh, he reads my book like religiously, and he's also a writer, so mm. he picks up things that I miss, yep. which is great. It's like uh, having an extra set of eyes. Mm-hmm. But he sent along uh, a text message uh, today about the book, where he picked up a spelling mistake but he also referenced uh, something that he'd seen in CBC uh, and it was like can medicine help with alcohol use disorder? Alcohol use disorder. Alcohol Mm -hmm. use disorder. Yeah. It went from I don't know I I don't even this is like the political correctness. Yeah words constantly are changing. Yeah so how do you follow this? Anyway so and he said maybe you'll you'll write about it in a further chapter. Uh, he hasn't got to the end of my book yet, but it's already been <laughs> finished. But yeah. I can always add. Yeah. Uh, but he talked about two chemicals that are used in in, in working with alcoholics in particular, and one is uh, naltroxone, and it's uh, it basically takes the pleasure from drinking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. That's that's the premise behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the other one uh, so therefore if you're not if, if it's not pleasurable you won't drink as much mm-hmm. uh folks i'm here to tell you if you have crossed the line into alcoholism it's not for pleasure anymore it's not pleasure anymore anyway mm-hmm. uh, i used to tell people at the end of my drinking i was drinking to reach normal i was drinking not to be sick mm-hmm. uh, so it's it's uh it, it's a double-edged sword and again me and my harm reduction model, but this falls perfectly into a harm reduction model.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but, you know, you can go and you can take a pill or you can get a shot. And then you- it, it cuts down your drinking. It's it complete abstinence is not the only goal. Right? No, it's not. I never, ever said complete abstinence is the only goal. Mm-hmm. But if you have got to the point where you have totally lost control over the use of whatever you're doing. Yeah. I think abstinence is your only goal. Yeah. Because if you don't, if you play with this, I mean, it, it's, it, it's playing with fire. Yeah. The other one, which, I mean, these, these are words like anonymity and peanut butter and stuff. I have a hard time wrapping my stuff around them. What do you mean? The name of that one. What do you say it was? Oh,
0: um, <laughs> a camper seat. A
1: camper seat. Now, this one releases withdrawal symptoms, you know, so, and it cuts down on the anxiety and the restlessness and feeling blue. Hell, Librium, Valium all do the same thing, Mm. right? They get you through that withdrawal state. Mm. But what drives me nuts is that we're trying to come up with a chemical solution Mm -hmm. to treat uh, 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 a four-pronged problem. Mm -hmm. Addiction is not about drugs. It's not about the, the the chemical or substance. the chemical or the substance addiction is an illness of body mind and spirit.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: the drugs are the symptom of the addiction. Mm-hmm. So you just can't uh, uh, say okay if we take away uh, and, and it happens a lot. Even there's a lot of people in recovery that stop using their drugs, do nothing. Except stop using their drugs, and they're the most miserable people on the planet. What situation. do you call, what do you call them? There's or a name dry for drugs, it. Dry yeah, drugs. or white knuckle. White That's knuckle. That's another one. you okay. just white knuckling. It, you know. Yeah. How much fun is it if you're sitting in, in anxiety and fear and anger at life um, simply because you stop drinking and you and you don't do anything to change the way you're living? Yeah. Oh my God, I'd be drunk in five minutes if I did that. Yeah. This is, I'm going to read this out tonight because I think it, it's one of the most powerful things I've ever read and I think it really clearly defines the disease of addiction. And it's a letter from the disease to you, the sufferer. And it says, Just in case you forgot me, I am your disease. I hate meetings. I hate higher powers. I hate anyone who has or works a program. To all who come in contact with me, I wish you suffering and death. Allow me to introduce myself. I am the disease of addiction. I am cunning, baffling, and powerful. I have killed millions, and I am pleased with the numbers. I love to catch you with the element of surprise. I love pretending I'm your friend and lover. I have given you comfort, haven't I? Wasn't I there when you were lonely and when you wanted to die? Didn't you call on me, and didn't I answer? I was there. I love to make you hurt. I love to make you cry. Better yet, I love to make you so numb, you can neither cry or hurt. When you feel nothing at all, this is true gratification. And all I ask from you is long-term suffering and lonely despair. Uh, I have been there for you always. When things were going right in your life, you invited me in. You said you didn't deserve these good things, and I was the only one who would agree with you. Together we were able to destroy all those good things in your life. When things went wrong, I was there to agree with you about how unfair life is and how blameless you are for anything that happens to you. I was the only one who would agree with you. I was the only one who would crawl down in the slimy paralysis of self-pity and wallow around with you there. People don't take me seriously. They take strokes seriously, heart attacks, even diabetes. Fools. Without my help, those illnesses would not even be possible for many people. I am such a hated disease and yet I do not come uninvited. You choose whether or not to have me active in your life. Doesn't that prove how powerful and cunning I am? So many have chosen me over reality and hope, even while they say they hate me. But more than you hate me, I hate all of you who have embraced recovery. Your refusal to invite me in, your program, your meetings, your higher power, all of these things weaken and disgust me. And I can't function in the manner that I'm accustomed to. Now, I must lie here quietly waiting. Oh, you don't see me much anymore, but I'm here, and I have all the time in the world to wait for you. When you only exist, I may live. When you live, I may only exist. But I'm here, and until we meet again, if we meet again, I wish you death and suffering. Most sincerely, your disease. Mm. If you grasp what that's talking about mm. it's not talking about the ingestion of a substance right it's not talking about you know uh, gambling or or whatever yeah it's talking about it's talking about the 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 inner self and the damage that we try to gloss over mm-hmm by the use of those substances Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and it's that is what needs fixing it's not stopping the drinking or the use of drugs or gambling or sex or whatever the hell your addiction is Mm -hmm. it is fixing the human being that is suffering so that that's you don't need that Mm -hmm. I remember you asked me one time you know I've been sober for so long could I drink again Mm -hmm. And, and I can remember the answer. I went, well, yeah, I can. I can drink any time I want to. My problem is, I don't know if I'd ever be able to stop again. Mm. Because this stuff here, I will lie here quietly waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the way I've always looked at addiction. That's why that that little reading is an unknown. It's, it's a, an anonymous uh, submission. Mm. But that reading to me really... Is somebody who gets this problem. Mm-hmm. They understand. They're not saying, "Well, if you take androprostate or neoproxen or proxone or some whatever other that external is, thing, that you know, it's it. like here's a magic pill. Yeah, take this and all will be well again. We're all after
0: that. Most most people are after the magic pill. But it it's it's. Uh, I'm not saying it's right. I'm no, saying that that is. I
1: yeah. Well, 're we're, we're it's we're how we're gonna, being
0: advertised to like if you look at any commercials you got Jimmy legs take this yeah they're yeah.
1: inventing problems to create solutions <clears> for what's funny I read that I read that tonight in a book I'm reading right now is that that that's a common thing for pharmaceutical companies to do they'll, they'll create a symptom so they can or they have a pill yeah that they have nothing for yeah so they'll create a symptom that it'll work on well they'll I I would I
0: would I would bet this, it just occurred to me, but they do those uh, medical testings, those trials, and I remember when I was like a broke-ass comedian in Toronto, mm-hmm. that was one of the things like some of my friends were doing, where like, they would sign up for like some four-week study, yeah. and they're like, it's great, you get paid, um, you get paid whatever you get paid, you yeah. stay there the whole time, you just write the whole time, and then, yeah, you have the odd side effect. Yeah. But that's what I bet they do is I bet they clinically trial these medications yeah. and even if it doesn't work for what they wanted it to work for it's like did it do anything for you at all? Yeah. Well, I uh my tongue stopped uh swelling. Well, there we go. You got a swollen tongue? Take this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean like so it just seems like it's in our nature that we're not we're not um we're not addressing the human being within the body. You know what I mean? Like the, no. the, the the will, the spirit of the person within the body that is going to have to manage this it's, it, themselves. Tools. There are techniques and tools, but if there's <clears> one <throat> thing I learned in my dark days, which, yeah. you know, I mean, lots of people have had worse. Lots of people have maybe not been down that far. But the one thing I realized is that, wow, I'm I'm alone here. Really, really. Yeah. There's lots of people around me, and they are trying to help me, but at the end of the day, it's me laying in bed at night with myself, mm-hmm. um, you know, dealing with the, my own compulsions that have grown up over, uh, you know, the years of my own life. So it's like, this, I, find, I find what the majority of people seem to be thinking is, here, take this, mm. we'll help you, you're the victim, right? You're the victim, so yeah. here, we're going to solve this demon that's in you. And it's like, uh, it's a bandage. Yeah. It's a bandage.
1: And, but one of the, well, I got I got a kick out of one of the, the, and I think the the second one, whatever the hell its name was, I don't really give a shit, but one of them said that that uh, you know like uh, I read another one in there that talked about uh, you know ways of of combating addiction, and that uh, one of them was uh, you know counseling is very important,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and and group counseling is is good because. You hold each other accountable in group and all that stuff, mm. but only if that group is led by a, a certified psychologist, psychiatrist, or whatever. Yeah. Right. Again, it's 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 the fact that they denied that AA put this shit together in 1935. Mm-hmm. Now they've, they've they've gone away from that yeah. into all this harm reduction stuff, and now they're coming and and they're going to be. And now they're going to say, oh, well, you know, uh, group counseling is wonderful as long as you're guided by somebody who knows what they're doing. I worked in the medical field mm. for probably 20 years of my life. And and, and to be honest with you, you know, uh, I and I work with psychologists and psychiatrists and all that stuff. They're just as screwed up as everybody else is. Yeah, exactly. Just because they have a degree doesn't mean that they have all the answers. Yeah, you know, uh,
0: but I feel like that's starting to crash uh, around us well, I think so, right like just the i mean even like facebook like you've got you've got students uh seeing their teachers' behavior on Facebooks whereas before you'd go to school and your teachers would be these like mythological yeah. figures with yeah. you know and and parents too, and then doctors and it was just this like unspoken just pure respect oh you you're you know you're you're this incredible person. Um, and I'm not saying they're not. I'm just yeah. saying now we're seeing, you know, all the facades
1: are coming down. The human being is 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 as good or as bad as it as that person wants to make it. I I I think that that once you start. I think I I, I said this one time and and you kind of liked it one time too. I said. As your expectations rise, your humor lowers. Oh, 100%. And, and and when you start looking at these, quote, leaders and all that stuff, we have a guest. Oh. Jennifer,
2: Jennifer just texted me. Their basement is totally flooded.
1: Again. The pool? No. No, I don't know. Oh, just from
0: that. I...
1: Speaking of recovery. Yeah. And I know exactly how it happened. The stairwell.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wasn't uncovered. They didn't clear it. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my my my. Yeah. Well. As we said, we're in the middle of the storm
0: here. Storm. Yep. And that's the second third, second or third time, isn't it? Third well, or fourth? Well, a few we, times. Had it when we had
1: the house, we had it, but I always make sure the drain was clear, so we didn't have to put up with it too much, but yeah. it's just, uh, it's in a really kind of a... It's a tricky area. Yeah, a tricky area. Balls. Anyway, she just had the whole
0: basement redone because yep. of the pool break. Pool broke so, like, and something. flooded through, so... Anyway,
1: so this is... This, this is, is real-time. This is life. Real-time podcasting. Yeah. But, wow. uh... Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's struggling is, is, I, I think is, is one of those things that.
0: Uh... It's funny. You said, what did you say earlier about suffering? Cause you were, cause, uh, we're doing this friggin cleanse and I guarantee when I re-listen to this to edit it, I will hear my stomach. <laughs> um, and it just, just rolling over cause yeah. we're, we've completely changed our diet. Um, and then Jeanette's suffering with a headache, and then you're suffering with a headache, and you said something about, like you took a, a med or something for it, and you were like, there's no.
1: Yeah. there's no... There's no award for suffering.
0: Okay. There's no award for suffering. I disagree. And so would the Buddha. The Buddha would disagree as well. He calls suffering the noble truth. Yeah. Uh, in fact, back in my atheist days, I was a huge Christopher Hitchens fan, and he he was like... Uh, he went off on Mother Teresa. He 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 felt Mother Teresa was just a scum of the earth. Like, he went, how everybody else views Mother Teresa. Yeah. And, like, I don't know that much about her. You grow up hearing her name, yeah. and she's a saint or whatever. And yeah. uh, But I didn't know that much about her. She dealt with the poor. Um, but he was like, so to hear somebody talk about someone like that in mm. that way, I was just like, and why are you saying this? And he's like, because she had basically, like, death camps where people would go and these, mm. these people would just be laying on the floor suffering immensely and she's not doing anything to help them. She just provides them a place to suffer until they die. Mm. And he's like, the callousness in that. And it's only now that I realize suffering is the noble truth. Yeah, Suffering is incredibly important because suffering shines a light on, on what is holding you back, essentially. On, on either it's behavior that, yeah. that needs to be looked at, um, uh, but I've often thought about that in terms of like dying, like, you know, um, I've been around death a little bit, not very much, but, um, but in terms of like, uh, I, I think about it for myself, like, w- would I want to be medicated to the point that I don't know what's happening when that transition comes mm. or do you want to be clear eyed as painful as it is, you know, you're, you're, see, cause there's suffering and there's pain, right? Yeah. Pain and suffering are two different things. I know
1: where you're going with this, but very few people have the ability to separate the two. Mm. You have to be somebody of of, of a very um, uh, like astute. Oh, perception. Have, yeah, you have to be somebody that's so above this animal part that we play mm. that I, you know. I and I think that if you can do that, then I mean you're. You're pretty much going where you want to go anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think the vast majority of people, I think the vast majority of the planet moves away from pain, pain for sure. Yes. And suffering. Yeah. But I mean, to to suffer. All right. L- let me let me throw my spin on that. I think suffering is vital to learning. I think you have to suffer to learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. I I think if you've learned the lesson and you're still suffering that is just yourself getting uh something out of it
0: but what is learning the lesson right you can't say you've learned the lesson if you're still suffering from the issue i don't think you you may you may intellectually understand it because there's a difference oh totally yeah experientially and intellectually yeah. intellectual is like a tiny little uh compartment in a in a you know in the titanic experience means it's moved through the whole boat yeah
1: right yeah. but i think i think you know it, you know talking and recovering addiction and all that stuff i mean i i started my i started i didn't start drinking to uh accomplish the fact of killing pain i didn't even know what it would do mm-hmm. uh when i started it and i realized what it could do and 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 the change it would make in me it was something i liked i didn't feel that that pain i was able to connect I, all of those things so you know it's natural to move away from suffering addiction is 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 the point where uh it then creates its own suffering yes of course yeah. You know, so i i, I guess uh, nobody likes to suffer no that's a masochistic but it's your choice way. In the end, I, as, I
0: say end, that not right. from a pedestal. Yeah, I say that as somebody who suffers and, and makes that choice. Like, it's a, it's a hard thing to understand because when you're in a compulsive mode, you don't feel like it is a choice. You don't feel like there is a choice. Yeah. But underneath all the
1: layers, it is choice. It is indeed. I mean, it's, I don't disagree with that. I think the fact of the matter is, it's, it's when you recognize it, For what it is, it, and then you're gonna have to suffer to get through it because you ain't getting through it without no hurt. That's just the way, the way of the world. Mm -hmm. There's there's no way of recovering, uh, without going through withdrawal, whether it be mental, physical, or spiritual withdrawal. Yeah, actions and consequences, right? That's just so you're gonna have to go through that. But I think the, the analogy that I used one time in, in at work is the toboggan analogy where I, I, I uh, the, the abuse the abandonment the, 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 the put downs and all that stuff as a child mm. uh, that was what I kind of drugged behind me in a toboggan and you kind of get used to the whole thing I mean, right it's, the weight it, of it it's, it's the weight of it it's, mm-hmm. it's just yeah it comes who the are. Mm-hmm. so you know and, and, I, and I that followed me through, through my young adult life then I got into addiction then I started really loading that sucker up yeah. to the point where I couldn't pull it anymore. Now, the, the, the fact of the matter is, I was, and I was suffering mm-hmm. immensely, uh, the fact of the matter is, is that all of that stuff is still on the swagger.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's still there. It's still part of who I am. Mm-hmm. I just choose not to pull it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I, I think for for me, the, 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 the suffering that we go through is, and that's the key word, the suffering we go through, mm-hmm not the suffering we stay in. Right. Because I think staying in it, there's a, there's a, it's a kind of a neat analogy that there's a, a WIIFM, my favorite, you know, mm. radio station, what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, when people are suffering, it, it's like the story about the, 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 the woman that was in a wheelchair with an illness mm. and she went to all these doctors and nobody could help her and, Uh, She was just, you know, she was stuck in this damn wheelchair, but Mm -hmm. everybody was making of her, you know, and helping Mm -hmm. her and all that stuff. She went to one doctor, and he said, well, I got something that you can do. So he said, you know, follow this regime. And she did, and she got out of the wheelchair, and she started walking around. Everybody was making great, you know, wonderful, how good you look at, you know, Mm -hmm. making a lot of her. And then after a while, that became normal, and all that stopped. Mm -hmm. Because she was okay, Mm -hmm. according to them. Right. So she stopped doing the things that got her to that point and ended up back in the wheelchair again, and her statement was, well, at least everybody made of me when I was in the wheelchair. So right. she was willing to suffer to get that acknowledgement. Yeah, because it was filling a void. It was filling a void. Mm. But that, that's to me, is, is very parallel to uh, people who relapse in addiction. Mm. You know, uh, getting getting out of your addiction, oh man, you got a ton of attaboys. I mean everybody's so teasing. yeah, yeah. look oh you look wonderful. Right. You must feel so good. Yeah. You know, and then after a while, hey you forgot to take out the goddamn beverage. <laughs> What's wrong <laughs> with you? You know? Yeah, yeah. And then kaboom, you tank. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think that I think recovery is getting above that. That you're not relying on the attaboys from other people to feel good about yourself. Recovery to me is about being quite content in your own skin. Yeah. And that's a journey.
2: Mm-hmm. You know? And,
1: and not that you're comfortable all the time. That would be... That's bullshit. Is it? Oh. Yeah, I, well, I, I think... This dude, <laughs> this dude has ruined my life. This dude has ruined my
0: life. I don't mean my father. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm talking about Sad Guru. I was thinking, though, of one story that I was going to tell, if you don't mind, about yep. the, he, him in terms of suffering and pain and the difference. Hmm. So he's a big motorcycle uh, guy. He's whipping around on motorcycles most of the time. And uh, he was, you know, uh, traversing India at one point. and And um, he had this accident on his motorcycle and he sliced his calf muscle, like, badly. And so he's in rural India and he goes into, like, this... It's not a hospital. It's just, hey, I'm a doctor. I got some stuff here for people that have problems. Come on in. And he goes in, and the guy looks at his leg. He's bleeding all over the place. And the guy's like, I can't – that's massive. That's de- that's through tissue, muscle. I can't fix that here. I don't have the tools. And Sadhguru's like, well, I'm I'm bleeding all over your floor. Like, I can't go to a hospital. Like, you have to do it. And he's like, you don't understand. I don't have anesthetic. I can't do anything for you. And Sadhguru's like, well, you're – going. and they argue, and then he's bleeding all over his floor. So the guy brings him to the back. And said guru lays down. And he starts, the the doctor's just sweating bullets, mm. right? And he starts the stitching. And, and as he's stitching, he, you know, said guru is talking about like where he was headed. And he's like, he's like, hurry up, I I've never been late for an appointment, mm. you know, that kind of thing. And after a while, the doctor is just like, I, I, don't, I don't understand. Um, are, is this not painful for you? Like, yeah, because w- you're not showing any signs. And he's like, it is excruciatingly painful, but there's no reason I should suffer. Mm. There's no need to cause suffering. How many people on the planet could get there? But that's the point for me. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me if there's one per, if yeah. if there's one UFO story that's true. <laughs> yeah. It changes absolutely everything. Yeah. Yeah. So for me in a human body, just like yours, just mm. like his, if it's possible to get to that point, that's it. I'm yeah. done. I can't I can't turn away. I can't go back to like
1: yeah, I don't think there's. I, I don't think there's anything. I I think that's a, it's a wonderful thing to to look forward to. Uh, and it's like I used to say to my clients. So what are you doing to gain that? What are you doing? Mm. What are you doing to? What are you doing today to move forward in that? That's what I'm
0: having a difficult time figuring out because it's. I mean, it's such a massive reversal from how I lived my life the entire time, which right. was essentially. Uh, religion is bullshit. There is no God. It's yeah. just me. Uh, so if it's just me, I'm gonna have an adventure, and I'm just gonna respond to the things that light my fire inside, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna attack them like I have attacked everything in my life. Mm-hmm. Whether it's taking wrist shots into a into a, a net in my backyard for hours at a time, mm-hmm. and things will happen. Arguably, that's the better way <clears throat> to be than how it is now, because how it is now is I have a this gigantic expectation. Because there's this thing now that I feel like has been somewhat revealed, like, hey, here's a path you can take. It's not all just bullshit. There is an actual, not necessarily purpose or meaning, but there's this attainable thing within you Mm -hmm. um, that you can go after. And so once I realized that there's this thing inside me that I can attain, the completely different dimension of life, then everything outside of myself just seemed like utter bullshit. Right. And now I'm in a position where... No, no, you have to survive in the world. Like, you ha- you still have to, you know, you have to go do your stuff. Yeah. So it's like you said now. Uh, okay, so then get back into the comedy. Get back to the stuff you're good at. Get back to the acting. Get back to the writing. Create a platform that will allow you to potentially, you know, my goal is to meet this human being. To yeah. pick his brain. To, like, you know what I mean? But it just seems like such a, it's, it's almost fanciful in my own head. So I'm having a hard time.
1: But, look. here's a thought I don't know I'm just kind of looking at it there are billions of Christians billions of of Muslims Mm -hmm. uh, billions of God knows what all yeah Uh, all of these people that they follow are no longer on the planet right gone yes Uh, but they still follow that teaching Mm. so and and you did meet him. No, I didn't. You were you were in a room. I was in his presence. Yeah. Were, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just saying that. Uh, oh, it's that. that yeah, I'll, I'll take it, that. But, it, it, it's it's like I say. It's a, <laughs> it, no, it's a very difficult. It's a very difficult thing. It is difficult. So, I, I think here, here, here's here's kind of what I take from that. Watching, and I've watched a fair bit of his stuff as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, He's a man mm-hmm. who's totally comfortable in his own skin. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, I aspire to that. I, I'm, I'm getting way better at it. But it's the fact of the matter is it's it's the journey of getting there. Mm-hmm. When what you think of me doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, like yeah but I mean you gotta remember like this dude here uh said guru his mother was a mystic or his grandmother one his great grandmother lived to 114 like, and like, yeah, like I could tell stories a, she was of, a mystic on her, in her own right yeah I think some people are are born into it I think I think other people find it uh but I, 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 it's it's the Search for self because I don't don't even look at it as self. Well, that's the thing. It's not self. It's the opposite. But yes. But I mean that that's it. It has to start somewhere. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So you know, you have to get comfortable inside here. Yeah. I I mean I've started to prepare to prepare. Like we're doing a uh, we're doing a detox right now to prepare the stomach. Right. For. The, the 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 better healthy, food and the... the the healthy the healthy stuff inside right. us we're trying to uh, clear the path for that to re uh, reappear yep. in our systems kind of similar yeah uh, you know it, it's like you're you're preparing yourself to be open to that uh, uh, possibility or mm-hmm. that event if and when it it will happen. So, you have to look at, what am I doing right now? Am I doing the things that I need to do mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. to make that a reality? Mm-hmm. And if you're not, you're bullshitting yourself. Yes. Right? So, yes. It, it, I think that's the, to me, that, that's the whole nexus of, of recovery. I see people in recovery all the time. Uh, I see people talk recovery. Yeah, yeah. They they, they can spout the big book. They can mm-hmm. just I mean, it it's you know and yet they are struggling constantly. Mm-hmm. I think they're struggling constantly because they haven't owned that. They haven't they haven't Well that's the thing, what, they, what they intellectually
0: under like they're
1: spouting oh, words. Yes. Like yeah. Bible thumpers or, yep. or whatever you want to call. It. You know, uh, if you look at, at at Christianity, if you look at the Bible, uh, the things that that Jesus said himself are written in red. Mm. Ain't mm. much in there. Mm. Not a lot. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, there's a whole book that has been wrapped around and and you know again supposedly divinely inspired. Mm. Um, Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but I'm just saying his words, his teachings, the Buddha's teachings, the the uh, Confucius teachings—they're all basically the same stuff. Yeah. So it's not like it ain't known.
0: No, but the, a, a teaching is difficult. A teaching is just uh, words. It's like a guidepost on a on a path, right? It's like a yeah. It's a map at best, right? So the teachings aren't necessarily what I'm most interested in. Sadhguru says it himself. My whole goal is to confuse the shit out of you. Cool. My goal is to confuse you enough to to make you realize how little you actually know. Yeah, you so then the light to seeking turns on. That's all. Yeah. And so for, for me, it's not even, I don't, I don't, it's not about me. Like, I, I don't want to just go and sit closer to him and have yeah. him talk the same stuff. I've heard the majority, I couldn't even say the majority. I've heard a lot of his stuff. <laughs> Yeah. It's not that. He's my Mr. Miyagi. If you yeah. want to be a karate kid, yeah, yeah. you're going to go to a master of whatever craft it is you're trying to learn right. and you're going to shut your mouth and when he says, go wax the cars, you're just going to go do it. do it. And then he's going to show you why waxing the cars yeah. on and off is hes giving you the skills necessary. So that's all. For me, it's like... I, you know, you're, you're mentioning fantasy books and sci-fi books. We, I grew up on it. I grew up on it probably because you were into it. Yeah. All of those books are the same thing. There's a young hero who's on the yeah. path to discover some incredible thing within himself, whether it's magic or whatever. And you grow up thinking, well, the best I can hope to attain is to write one of those stories. Mm. And then you come across a human being who tells you, no, 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 you are the story. Yeah. The journey is within you. Those books pale in comparison to what can happen within you mm-hmm. if you just have the discipline to seek
1: it out? Yeah, key word. Discipline. Discipline. Oh, I think that that's it. That's the key. That, that's the key word in this whole talk that we're having. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite things I, I I picked up along the way is like, if you do not have self-discipline. There are many people who are standing in line who will discipline.
0: Oh shit! That just described exactly what's happening in the world.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you have, a, if you have control, somewhat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You'd think we'd turn that off after the first one, yeah, but it's yeah. fine. That's, it's that's just me. Well, like I say, Jennifer's in a. Oh uh, yeah, room. yeah. Well, we can, we can. We're almost in an hour, yeah, so. But... Okay. we got five minutes left we yeah. can wrap it up no, that's fine
1: it just whistles when I get something in that happened at a funeral not too long ago mm. I sat on it yeah. <laughs> it didn't stop yeah, uh, yeah so I, I think for me it's, it's, it's totally about uh, you know having having the discipline to acknowledge where you're at mm-hmm. having the, the discipline to chart the path Mm -hmm. Having the discipline to take a step.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And then another, Mm -hmm. and another, and
0: another. Yeah, and that's, uh, it's, you know, it's cool. It's kind of, it's, uh, Um, I I hate to say, I don't want to say fortuitous, but I'm in the, I'm at, I'm in like the bottom step. Yeah. Right now. So that, it kind of makes this podcast a little bit interesting because we're going to be essentially documenting, hopefully... Hopefully, mm-hmm. my uh, I don't know attempt to achieve some level of self discipline. I was I was thinking while you're talking about it. It's funny because I have a bit where I talk about how my three year old daughter is feral, and uh, I'm not going to do the bit. Although a lot of people are going to think what an asshole. Um, <laughs> two things on that. One, I am a hundred percent feral. I feel in terms of just uh, gr- growing up where I grew up with no um, real connection to. Um, uh, you know we went to church and stuff like that but that's just bible thumpers right mm. that's just you know and, and nothing against them they're they're doing you know the work they think is right and you know and it's religion and it goes yeah. back for ages and i'm not i'm not here to talk shit about that i've done it enough in my life but um yeah i mean i feel like our entire western culture is feral to a certain degree We're living in concrete jungles. We have no actual connection to each other at all, and we're just fragmenting more and more. And so, um, yeah, I just want a legit human being education. That's what I want. Mm. Like, I basically break down humanity, and I'm trying to work on a bit about it, but it might not even be funny. I don't know. But there's primates, people, and human beings. And I think uh, the majority of us are people. And people are programmed however they're programmed, and they walk around kind of crashing into each other, but they still maintain mm-hmm. uh, a fabric of society around mm-hmm. them. And then you've got primates, which I kind of feel like if you want to look at like a human being or, or, or a, you know, a, a person uh, at their most primate, it would seem to me that that would be a blackout drunk. Because when you have blacked out drunk and your um, discerning mind is no longer there, whatever you want to call it. you Disconnected. Yeah, you're disconnected. So the body is just out doing whatever the hell it wants, mm-hmm. which is essentially what a primate does. Yeah. And then there's the human being that has risen above the primate, risen above the personhood, and there might be five of
1: them on the planet. I think you're right. It's funny you should say that thing about the black earth because I'm also in the, in the process, or have been for a while, I'm writing a book, Oh, yeah. On Blackout. Yeah, yeah. But the character does wonderful things when he's in a Blackout. Yeah, it it's great. really so different. <laughs> it's, kind of yeah. a, it's kind of a a, a, a very, uh, yeah, I think it's what every drunk would wish for. Oh, oh, my God. Of course. it's a wish list. I'm a yeah. hero. I'm a hero. <laughs> That's you know?
0: actually a really funny, uh, not even really funny, it's a really good premise for a I story. I think so,
1: yeah. And it, it kind of, I think. Like
0: shit, the idea of like shit goes down in the town or something, like yeah. there's an explosion and there's yeah. a guy hits the, the liquor cabinet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just gets plastered, and then yeah, wakes the up, black and it's so solved. Now,
1: he, all he has to do is even smell liquor, and he almost blacks out. So mm. it's, it's really funny. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it kind of goes into, I don't know if any, well, again, it goes back to the old days of fantasy and science sci-fi. The Thomas mm. Covenant Chronicles. Oh, yeah. Do you read those? No, I remember you telling me about them. Well, it's this guy in the real world. He's just, just, he's nothing. Joe yeah He's just Joe Schmo. And anyway, he transported into this alternate world where he becomes, he's got leprosy, mm-hmm. but he's also a hero. Mm-hmm. And it's just the funniest thing. like all these things are happening. Then he goes back to his regular life, and he just wakes up, and yeah, he's like, and nobody yeah, cares. Nobody that. gives a shit. Yeah, you know, you just yeah, what do you what do you do for me today, kind of. Yeah. So it, it, a lot that's what kind of triggered the idea of, of the blackout mm-hmm. idea. But it's uh, yeah, but for me. Recovery is living life on life's terms, uh, to some degree, but also charting your life. Mm -hmm. It's also moving it in a direction that you want it to go in. And then just constantly course-correcting. It's always course-correcting.
2: Yeah.
1: It's everything happens, like, you know, like, everything is going on. It's, it's, uh, nothing happens in a perfectly straight line in nature, Mm -hmm. you know, human beings are the only ones that have to have things in such a stupid perfect order mm. because nature doesn't work that way mm. why we think we have to have it that way I think is it, it's just it's an ego trip. well
0: it's funny because there is actually I think I would argue there's perfect order in nature nature itself has perfect order mm-hmm. we are separated from nature because it's like we've taken over the ship I feel like if everyone woke up in the morning and just responded to that deeper them right mm. like something because i think we're all born ready to like fill roles that have to be filled oh i think so right so it's like if you wake up and all you think about is plumbing yeah it's your passion pipes yeah. drainage yeah sewage yeah but then you're like, oh, but my dad wants me to be a doctor, right? Then, then the, the person inside your head takes over mm. and steers the ship in another direction. Right. Maybe you become a doctor. The whole time you're just staring at the faucets because you really want to be a plumber. Yeah. And then you leave your scissors in a guy. Yeah. This is how the world falls apart. <laughs> is how I'm. So we're, that's what sin even means in, in, in my understanding of what sin is. Sin is separation from God. What is separation from God? Separation from God is you have taken over control Of your organism. You're Mm. making the decisions. Based on what? Based on all your compulsions and your bullshit. When the path is just inside you. You're ready to go. You come born into the world with everything you need. To fulfill your particular destiny.
1: There's the. The. First Nations culture. Oh. To me. Love it. and, And I've got several friends that. And I actually worked with a with a couple last year with with the underprivileged kids for yeah. for uh, a month. I told you I want to do the yeah, yeah yeah that's going to be well I'll be able to go out there with you guys yeah uh, but I mean the way they speak about the world and nature and and I'm on on Facebook with this beautiful lady who just looks at life so wonderfully mm-hmm. she's quite an artist and and to me do uh, you remember I am. Oh yeah, the native population that uh, it lived in harmony and mm-hmm. looked after everybody else, mm-hmm. and then I think it's uh, Wichita or something like that. Is mm-hmm. is the evilness of the white man came yeah. to the shores? Just insanity in his eyes. Uh, insanity, and then uh, the 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 hunter started saying, "Well, I hunt more than anybody else, so I should have more than anybody else," yeah. and it set the whole thing up so that you know they became as screwed up as we are
2: yeah
1: you know and yeah. i think there's a lot of truth to that yeah i think it i think it would really benefit the planet for sure if we the civilized people yeah started you know moving more in the direction of the people who really care for the planet yeah you know i, I don't know that's I mean, no it's an offshoot
0: it's an offshoot but i i completely agree and there's that that's that's uh, one of my biggest lessons i suppose that i've learned is that um uh, just because a civilization or people or culture is ancient doesn't mean it's savage or there's nothing oh. we can learn from them. It's like you, you look at the pyramids and you just, you, like a bunch of historians looked at the pyramids in Egypt and just said, ah, it's a tomb. And then that's just been the accepted. Uh, belief on what the pyramids yeah. are. Yeah. I'm not proposing, uh, or I'm not uh, proposing any like conspiracy theories or saying what you know. I know what the pyramids are, but I'm just saying it's it probably would behoove us mm. to look at all of these things with completely fresh eyes and recognize that just because people uh, existed, you know, um, five thousand years ago um, and, and didn't have access to the technology we have,
2: mm.
0: I would argue they would have more to say because they're just sitting. They don't have tv they don't have any distractions their
1: mental capacity was far greater their
0: ability to focus alone and you know you can get into oral traditions like you know we've Mm. lost everything we've we've outsourced um the majority of our abilities to these friggin' devices i hit a time limit yeah on my voice memos i set up a time limit on my screen um i get screen time reports on my phone and it tells you how long you're on your phone yeah. how many times you pick it up, yeah. what your average is for the week. Oh, and so uh, I put a time limit, I thought, on my Flipboard magazine because I, f- I feel like I go through too much of like uh, yeah. just the news. Yeah. But I guess I, I'm going to ignore my limit <laughs> for today. There's self-discipline right there. And it's still recording, I think. Anyway, uh, we should shut this down. We're a minute and f- uh, an hour and five in. Yep. Um, we might just be recording on that device. I will a quick note about uh, equipment. I'm looking into um getting some microphones for us, but uh, I've been burned on the microphone front a few times now, so I'm a little nervous about that. But uh I think for our purposes so far this is
1: working pretty good. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts then? No, I think I don't think so. I think it's just uh I enjoy doing these because it just gets the juices flowing in my brain. Yeah, me too. It's a good yeah.
0: conversation. It's fun. Um, Hopefully, like I say,
1: in the near future, we can go and and have this like a uh, conversation. That's that would be my yeah. my goal.
0: Yeah. No, it'd be uh, yeah. That'd be amazing. Um, um, but that's also I gotta you know part of the process. I still gotta edit the first one, so I gotta yeah. put these out, and then um, once that ball gets rolling, it's nice. It's just uh, well, it's actually what I like about it is that the the software I'm using for this is. Um, it's called Anchor. Mm. So Anchor is this app that you can just, it's free podcasting. Yeah. And you like literally we could just record it on our phone and hit publish, yeah. which I never even thought of. But anyway, and then um, uh, and then it publishes it to all these different podcasting sites for you. Okay. And I love the name that it's called Anchor because that's how I'm thinking of mm. it. And so far this is one anchor that I have, which is yeah. Sunday nights at nine, we mm-hmm. sit down and have a conversation. Jeanette and I are still trying to lock in our anchor. Um, But that's, uh, yeah, that's, I feel like for me, it's very important to, to get more of this kind of like, um, it's like you were saying, charting your course, charting your plot, plotting your course ahead, right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, well, that's it then for the, this week's recovery, uh, podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, um, we would love them and, uh, you can reach out in multiple ways. We'll be on Facebook, I suppose, when these are published and Instagram, And, uh, I'd like to get an actual email address because I feel like email is probably just the safest non platformy type way of communicating. But, uh, anyway, that's it. Thanks for sitting down, Ed. That's good times. Okay. Bye. Good.